0: what are you taking on to create generational wealth we'll look at that in our coaching tip for the week and in our interview segment we have Gretchen Meyer my incredible financial advisor we hope you enjoy the episode today and remember something powerful resides within you I'm here to support you in seeing it and creating it What are you taking on to create generational wealth? This is something I'd thought on and off about for a really long time, but I never really got serious about it until the last seven years. When I first met my financial advisor, I was pretty certain number one, that I had no clue what I was doing, but number two, that I would really never get to where I wanted to be. I had a lot of stories about growing up in New Mexico and coming from one of the poorer States in the U S and what was possible for my future. I'd seen the way my family grew up, and we were middle income, not super wealthy, and definitely not the poorest. We were really grateful for what we had, and I knew that we weren't wealthy. That really didn't matter to me, and it still actually doesn't on some level. But what I got curious about when I got older, what does generational wealth actually mean? I'd seen a lot of people in New York, especially, come from families of wealth from generations before them, and I wondered what does that actually create and what does it make possible for people to have generational wealth. Even something as simple as hiring a financial advisor for me was full of a lot of shame. It took a long time to call Gretchen, my financial advisor, to even have a conversation with her about what it would look like to build my financial house in the future. I had always let my dad take care of the financial part of growing up, even though I remember he took us to the bank. I think I was about eight years old when he actually took us in and said, you will have a checking account and learn how to reconcile your checkbook. So we were taught financial awareness and money management from a young age. But even in my 20s and early 30s, I still had no idea what the stock market was, really, how it could work in my favor. And I really didn't know where to look. As a biracial Latin woman in the world, I wasn't taught in schools what I could create with my wealth. So my tip for you is look for the people that number one, want to help you. One of the things I love the most about Gretchen's business is that she is a fighting advocate for women and their growth. She's here to help all women raise their ceiling and get really clear on what's available to them. So that's number one is find somebody who's in your corner. Number two, take the time, take the time to read, to understand, to get what's so not only in your budgets and your balances and your accounts, but what's possible for the future. Number three, think about the vision that you really want to create for your family. What do you want to leave behind and why? And how does this vision tie into what you're creating in the world? Do they match? Are they aligned? Or are you simply working a job to stay safe and create more of the same? And the last thing is look at the limiting belief that might be holding you back, especially as a POC. Is there some story that your family taught you or that you saw growing up that you're still buying into, that you're not actually allowing to change? It starts with believing that you can be the first and then taking the actions I just spoke about. Today I have with me Gretchen Meyer. She is fabulous. I cannot wait for you to hear everything she has to say. Gretchen, when I met you, well, first of all, we've never met in person, which I still can't believe.
1: I know, but I met you before. I feel phone. like I know you. So- so well. Like you're like just such a dear friend. I
0: know we have become so close, uh, which is very important if you're going to hire a financial planner, I think. (laughs)
1: Um, no, but you're,
0: you're a dear friend and a dear soul. And I think the thing that I, when I first spoke to you, the thing that was captivating about you was not only how much of a stand you are for women, but, um, how authentic you were. I just was so glad that I was speaking to somebody that would give it to me straight. (laughs) After (laughs) everybody else I'd spoken to, I was like, I just need some help. And you were so kind and warm and welcoming. So thank you so much for being here.
1: It's such an honor to be with you. Oh, thank you so much. And and likewise, such an honor to be a part of this program. I really feel excited that we can communicate the messaging that we have developed uh, today to your audience and hopefully to my audience and to many more women thereafter.
0: Yes, ripples. That's what yes, it's all about. Exactly. Totally. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your story.
1: <sighs> well, so I got into financial planning as a complete, um, as you know, as a complete sort of second career. And it really had to do with finding synchronicity in my life and having it all come to being in the right place at the right time. Not that we're going to go into my life story, but we sort of have to go into my life story to sort of give you a little bit of like what brought me here today and why I'm so emphatic about helping women achieve financial independence. So um, going back to my childhood, my parents quit their jobs when I was nine years old and started a business so that it, it was positive in the reason that it helped me become, give me the courage to become an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Uh, but from a money standpoint, my parents were always in lack and their business struggled here and there. And ultimately uh, they went bankrupt when I was in high school. So that left me feeling quite um, vulnerable and embarrassed Wearing, you know, the Goodwill clothes and living in an apartment, um, and and <clears throat> it didn't feel like I was secure. And um, I went to scholarship. went to uh, college on a full scholarship, which was amazing. And I met somebody who was six years older than I was. He was in law school, came from an affluent family, and I immediately glommed onto that because I thought he could give me the quality of life that I didn't have growing up and so he swept me off my feet and you know that the title of this program is Prince Charming isn't coming and I I did not make that up it is from a fabulous book Prince Charming isn't isn't coming and it was this notion of I didn't have to worry about money anymore and that is ultimately what I thought would be you know my destiny and I think this happens with a lot of women they just want to be taken care of. And they want somebody to come along and sweep them off their feet, only to realize years later, perhaps even months later, that that is not the way to get financially independent. And for many women, it happened like it happened with me. My ex, after eight years of um, being together, he left and led led me suddenly single with a ton of credit card debt. I was financially devastated and I had to crawl my way out of it. And so in the meantime, I was working for the NFL um, as a quarterback. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, (laughs) No, I was working as a TV producer and I got my start in, um, in money, you know, management and then segued that to the NFL league office uh, where I was managing the consumer products. And We did the non-apparel consumer products, and specifically at that time in uh, 2006 or so, we Mm -hmm. were targeting uh, the female audience. And I always sort of um, parallel it to finance and football have historically been a man's genre, Mm -hmm. and more recently, where at the NFL, I learned that women wanted their own stuff. They wanted diaper bags and hair ties and wine glasses, things that were not necessarily men's products or goods. And um, they wanted it just for themselves. So they wanted design. They wanted sequence. They wanted, they wanted their team colors. We learned at the NFL that women are more avid uh, fans than anybody ever realized. And so, By developing a product line that was specifically for women, that wasn't done down for women, but specifically for women, the NFL, you know, essentially doubled their consumer products business. Wow. And so all of that led to this, this state where I, I had these sort of backgrounds when after business school, I went into consulting and a recruiter called me out of the blue one day and they said, are you interested in being a financial consultant? and i was like ha you know like <laughs> investing but you know i had gave it, i gave it some thought i mean i had a very very healthy nest egg um in my 401k i had um this this incredible experience of pretty much rags to riches you know as a child and then you know with this man and i really felt like i can empower women to achieve what i had to, it would took me maybe Seven years to overcome. That I had this knowledge and this life experience that I could um, impart with with uh, on others, mm-hmm. and specifically, you know, from a marketing standpoint, I had the NFL's experience as well, and knew that if I could create a unique experience for women that was just for women that didn't look or feel like a man doing a financial plan, that I could really create a business. And so it started with one client. And then she told her friends and then they told their friends. And now we have, I think it's about 800 clients uh, all over the United States. Wow. One one just moved to England. So now we're
0: global. Nice. (laughs) Well, I heard so much in that. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, It's always courageous to hear. uh, I know I've heard that story, you know, a couple of times now, and I'm just always struck by the courage in it and the fortitude to get through uh, whatever circumstances you're given in life and who are you going to be about it is what I, what I hear. I'd love to go back for a second. And what would you tell women who I'm, I'm aware of that maybe people grow up differently, right? And we all come from different set of circumstances. So like for me, my story was a little bit different where it was like, you will be independent and no matter what, you will have yourself taken care of, which actually later in life has made it difficult to partner. With some people, right, especially men, in my relationships or my finances. So, what would you tell women that aren't necessarily um, aware that there's a possibility to have a healthy relationship with money?
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, I think it all stems, stems from your um, your history, your background, just as just as you said. And I think it starts with intention. It starts with your why. Mm-hmm. And I often find that what people want and what they're doing are not in alignment. Yes. And so when we get started with uh, our clients, and by the way, I have to just uh, say that the majority of our clients are not only single. When you mentioned, you know, mm-hmm. my partner, actually the majority of our, our clients are our couples, but it's the woman initiating the conversation rather than the other way around, and then, you know, sometimes a man hops on board right away. And sometimes he thinks, you know, he's confident in doing it himself. And then, you know, more often than not, he's like, what are you guys doing over there? Can I come? You know, Yeah, I- it's been come? so fascinating to
0: watch it happen even with me, you know, with Aaron and I, he's always yeah. like, oh, you did what?
1: With your head sport?
0: Okay, that's cool.
1: <laughs> you know, Like some curiosity. Yeah. yeah, yeah. so that's that's kind of a neat thing. But it starts with the why as far as goal setting and uh, having the intention behind why you're doing what you're doing. And I think that for those people who are really um, either struggling to feel independent or think they feel independent, but they're, they're not quite getting to where they want to be, mm. it's because they don't have a strong enough why. And so one of the things that I think is very powerful, it seems so easy and so obvious uh but having the sense of okay what am I doing um that that is in support of my goals and I think that you'll find that all of your other speakers would say the same thing only on their own yep (laughs) on their own field you (laughs) heard this same kind of theme I think that's it you know so if you want to buy a house there's going to be steps surrounding that for example um you know, it's not just a matter of saving for a down payment. It's it's about improving your credit score. It's about making sure that you understand your budget and understand all the factors uh, that go into it, even as far as a rainy day. So once you move into the house, you know, the second the, I don't know, the dishwasher goes, you're not devastated by it. Mm-hmm. So it starts with a why, I think, and then everything else um, falls into place. I love that because
0: um, <clears throat> that's actually something that you you were so graceful about uh, creating with me in our initial conversation. And where, what about the women who are afraid? Right. So, like, I know for me, it it took a big uh, leap of faith to call somebody and and say, number one, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> when you talk to me about investments and stocks, and uh, yeah, literally. And, and every time like my blood would get hot and I'd get like, you know, sweaty when I would talk about this. And I just knew that I was at a point in my life that I wanted it. And so for me, through my coaching work, I actually was able to call you and say, hey, I need help. What about for the women that are a little bit scared to take that first step? What advice do you have for them?
1: Oh my gosh, it's terrifying, right? I mean, <laughs> you have, there are, the, the vulnerability that it takes, especially if there's shame around it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know Brené Brown. You know you are an expert in her. That she talks a lot about shame, and I think there's a lot of shame around money. And if you've had a a bad experience with it, or maybe you've built up credit card debt, or you you're not in the place where you want to be, Mm -hmm. and I think that is a huge part of the referral network. Because women want to help other women, um, and I think if a if a sister says, "Hey, you know, I know you've given me s- tremendous referrals, and for that I am forever grateful," but I think sometimes it takes, you know, somebody holding your hand and saying, "No, she's not like other women. She can help you and meet you where you are." And I think mm-hmm. that in the interview process of a financial advisor, it is somebody who empowers one, somebody who can meet people where they are and not make them feel silly or dumb. And in our practice, we specifically, because I did not come from any of this. I mean, my mom didn't graduate high school. My dad didn't graduate college. They simply were not afforded the opportunity themselves, given their house, you know, growing up situation to uh, learn about this stuff. And so I came across it very, you know, late in life myself. And so remember the chili recipe, uh, where we talk about mutual funds and they're like chili and yes, that was so good for me, especially yeah. from New Mexico. I was like, Oh, I get this. Right. You're like, I really <laughs> chili, Yes. Ooh, I like <laughs> corn. Yes. great. Um, so good. So I think that, yeah, I think if it's, if it's, your, if you're understanding a little bit about, um, your own vulnerabilities, a little bit of, um, you know, um embarrassed, then you could get past that, understand why you're feeling that way, and then make that call. <laughs> it's So phone brilliant. A friend. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> phone a friend.
0: Get somebody to hold your hand when they call Gretchen. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's brilliant. What I, I kind of want to shift to you a little bit, um, and who you are. Uh what what I just gave belief? you my life story. What else did oh, I share? I know, but I, what I'm <laughs> curious about is, you know, I'm thinking about all the people out there that are in the middle and they're leveling up in their own lives. So obviously hiring you a financial advisor would be a first step, but also what advice do you have around? Well, I'm curious, what lim- limiting belief did you have to give up to get to where you're at at this level of business? So you're the president of your company right and we'll talk about your team in a second too who you built around you to support you but to start with what did you have to give up to create what you've created
1: i would say that i gave up in when i first started time and resources you know i feel you know given my humble background i made it as a consultant in manhattan and i was earning a great salary mm-hmm. and um but i wasn't feeling fulfilled and you know, just like with you, I, I help a lot of women transition from the corporate world into mm-hmm. bec- being an entrepreneur and supporting that dream and that vision, which is so exciting. Uh, and so I did that. I literally left a great job and started with nothing. I just I, I went skydiving once, and I have it a picture um, of of a, an old licensee at the NFL that blew it up like a um, a poster. And that's what it felt like. It was like skydiving, you know, you're like, oh, I'm just going to jump out the old plane. Um, And so I think what I gave up was that sense of security once again. But I had started over twice. And so I knew what, you know, what was the worst that was going to happen? I was going to land on my feet. Mm. And so I went from this, you know, six figure salary. And I think I was earning like $36,000 a year. And, you know, we went back to the basics. Tuna and eggs is great for your diet. I mean, you know, it's, you know, all of a sudden you lose a couple pounds. It's fantastic. But I think what I gained was so much more powerful. I, when I was building my practice, I'd go around um, networking and I was new to, the, I live in upstate now in New York and I was new to the community. And I'd say, you know, I need somebody for coffee. And I'd say, look, I'm listen, I'm looking for girlfriends because I'm new here boyfriends because I'm single and clients. And if anybody could give me any of those things, one or all of them, I was so humbly grateful. So um, my upbringing, um, you know, and how that led to getting married at such a young age and then what, you know, became of that. And then, you know, having to start over a second time, I think there was a lot of anger there. And um, I hired a life coach. So thank goodness for you guys because you are life changing. And I I worked with somebody for two years. Her name is Lauren Beller, and I invested in myself. Uh, when we talk about investing, I think it is, that was a tremendous investment. And I I um, I don't know if you've ever read the book Taming Your Gremlin. Oh yeah. That was a good old favorite. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, and so, and Zen entrepreneurship. So some of these, uh, teachings that she passed along to me and the number one was gratitude. It just changed my life. It turned everything around because I was, I was able to find peace and forgiveness and acceptance. And, um, and anytime I'm feeling a little grumpy, or angry, I always take it back to gratitude. And and it's, it's not what I don't have. It's what I have. And that's that piece, you know, I was writing to you um, about being in abundance. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, as we talk about money, it starts with gratitude. And it's the attraction, the law of attraction, um, with the abundance piece of it. And so when you're feeling grateful, I feel like you can absorb gratefulness in others. And that leads to this abundant feeling that you have. Uh, And I think when I'm coaching somebody about money, and particularly entrepreneurs who are in the the early stages of their businesses, Mm. do you remember what we did? We did a bottoms up budget. It wasn't about how much you were making, and then what was left over, which is what the exercise I do with a lot of people who are in in corporate America, because they have what they make, and then everything else flows from that. Exactly. But as an entrepreneur, it's like you have limitless possibilities. And so instead, what we do is we start at the bottom, we list out what we want. We -hmm. want to make a certain dollar amount. We want to put a certain dollar amount into our retirement program. We want to put X number away for that house, for that rainy day fund, et cetera. And then we get to, well, how much do we need to make? And yep. how much clients is that going to be? And then now we have this sense of, okay, now I'm going to make this number. And so when you think about the abundance piece of it, it's not about the limiting belief of what you have or what you can do. It's, it's what, it, what are the possibilities and how do you attract um, more um, whether it's love or money or whatever, you know, obviously I specialize in the money part, um, but I, I think it all starts with gratitude, and it leads to so many other fabulous things. Well, I love that
0: that's your foundation, though, Gretchen, because it makes so much sense. When I was working with you, I mean, I remember I came to you, and I was a hot mess. I was like, I got nothing. I was thinking I just tried to get by, which <laughs> is what I built. And even now, um, I get, what are we four years in? I think yeah,
1: something together. Forever. Um, yeah.
0: I remember when you told me you, you were like, this is what we need to put in monthly for your for your SEP IRA. And I was like, that's a stretch. And, yeah. and, and you know, I was like, okay. And you were like, just breathe. We're gonna start small. And here we are, four years later. Like, oh yeah, that's nothing. That's great. Yeah. Yes. And I'm and I'm constantly calling you, like, okay, what's next? What right. shall I do next? <laughs> you know? It be creative. It. Yeah. Yeah. You you definitely set the foundation for that. So I have so much gratitude for you. Oh, thank you so much. Okay. You're a badass, powerful woman. So tell me
1: about your team. How does a powerful woman create a team? Well, again, gratitude. I, um, I, I just am so tremendously grateful for my team and the team is, is many, many people, not just the people on my staff. It's, you know, it takes a village certainly for this person. So, I'm a huge <laughs> fan of outsourcing because I do what I do um, and, and I think fairly well. And then I, you know, if I don't like doing something or if I am very, you know, honest about not doing it well, I just will say somebody else, you know, takes the reins pretty please. Uh, so, you know, my team for my for my uh, group, I have um, Tanya and Kelly. Uh, who are my admin uh, and they help to service all of our clients. So somebody needs a bank change or somebody needs a beneficiary change, or, you know, we need to, help you log in, any of that kind of stuff. Thankfully, they're there. I, I don't even know how to help somebody log in. I'm like, phone a friend, you know, let me just you can <laughs> yeah. set up for that. Yeah. And then Mark is, um, you know, it's funny with Mark. Uh, I, I was hesitant because of, you know, we're all about female power <laughs> and, and, you know, Mark expressed an interest in, and he was our intern and he expressed an interest in joining the team um, mm-hmm. Full time. And I was like, a oh, man joining the team. But I was like, you know, it's actually going to be tremendous from his point of view and what this is all about. And he's added such a tremendous energy to our group. Uh, that's fabulous. And he does all of our portfolio construction. So um, and while I'm all about consulting with clients and, you know, being right there and it's like, tell me more. And then what happened? Right. (laughs) And we get so enthralled and and entrenched in like the what's and the why's. And, you know, my, my meetings are always so long that, you know, other advisors, you know, are like, what are you guys talking about? You know, it's like, we have to know the whole thing. Um, and so that's wonderful that I feel so supported by my group. And we also recently just brought in a new advisor, which has been very interesting to me. Congratulations. Um, Yes. And it's fabulous. Thank you. Because, um, you know, I'm only going to be able to ever help so many individuals. So Mm -hmm. how do I help? I I see this as like, you know, it could be like a national thing where we can just continue to bring on more advisors um, who can help more and more women with the same sort of philosophy and methodologies that I have. So it's been awesome. Laura is her name. And she is just fabulous. And so she has a story of her own, too, as we all do, of her journey to becoming financially independent. And it's just as incredible. So, beyond that, um, you know, I have my husband is, you know, so after the trauma, it took me many years to get over that, and then some life coaching, and then some gratitude. And he, appeared. I I can't believe he took so darn long to get to me, but he, whatever, he's here now. (laughs) His name is Chris and he is literally the most amazing man I have ever met. Uh, So I, I have to give kudos to him and, you know, to my mentors, uh, I have a mentor. um, I have, uh, you know, a mentor in the business and to my family also for my support, you know, all along the way. So, there are so many people you know as part of my team, and it's tremendous to have emotional support, financial support if necessary uh, and and encouragement, because sometimes being an entrepreneur is quite lonely. Uh, so, um, having, you know, the folks that I can rely on, I'm also a part of, um, WPO, which is women's president's organization Mm -hmm. and EO entrepreneurs organization. And having also, an ear among other entrepreneurs is super helpful as I'm sure, you know,
0: I love that, man. And I just hear that you really are leaning into more and more, the more support you have, the more space you have for you to keep creating what you want and your dreams. Yeah,
1: exactly, and and you need to sort of step away. I take sometimes the weekends to journal around it or to really think about the possibilities and the what ifs. Um, and that that's tr- isn't that so fun about being you know your own boss? It's like can I, I don't do? think I can ever go back. <laughs> oh my gosh, I am completely unemployable at this point.
0: So. Yeah, really. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know if I could sit through an interview anymore.
1: No, <laughs> like
0: I want to build this. Um, <laughs> Okay, so you've built this empire. It's It literally is an empire now. and becoming even more of an empire um, for women. So I like to say that people on this show are disruptors, which you've already been. You've already changed the shape of how women are viewing themselves, their money, their partnerships and money, big mm-hmm. conversations. So what do you see is next for women? Like what's your vision with disruption in the world through what you do?
1: I honestly think it's just more reaching more um, women, women sharing this with other women and really changing the philosophy that investing is a man's domain. I think that, you know, one of the things that I I, I, I want to mention, make mention of it is that how women's needs are different than, than men. It's not that the financial advice I provide is any different for a man versus a woman, but... We have some things going against us uh, that are that are unique to us as women. For example, um, you know, statistically, just the way it is, we earn less than men. Still, and you know, and minority women earn even less. And but we live longer. Statistically, we live longer, and so our money needs to last us longer than maybe a man um does and you know in in retirement and more often than not we're the ones who take time off to raise children mm. or to take care of sick parents and so therefore we might be out of the workforce for a period of years and being part out of the workforce means we get less social security and mm. sometimes less pensions um than do our counterparts and fourth when we're Elderly, we tend to drop what we've got and take care of our spouses and put all our resources into them, leading us to potentially fall prey to having no extra resources to take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And women also tend to be more conservative investors. So given all of those things that we, we don't have the same resources, we just aren't afforded the same resources and they need to take us a little bit further down the road, I think it's understanding all of those shortfalls or, you know, um, watch outs. And so therefore having that awareness and say, you know, early enough, hopefully, um, and saying, okay, well, great. Okay. That is my situation. I can't do much about it, but, you know, in, in terms of, you know, changing things, per se right now, but what can I do differently? How can I uh, take action knowing all of these uh, variables? And so to me, it takes one person at a time, Uh, you know, coming to that realization and saying, you know, saying, all right, sleeves up, let's just roll with it. You know, it's, you know, and then that woman tells her mom, she tells her daughter, she tells, you know, the next person, her friend, and then on and on and on. And if we create this movement all over the world, it, you know, we will change uh, how women handle their money and learn about investing and the power of investing and become financially abundant and independent. And it sounds like through that,
0: access to much more freedom and-, and It provides opportunities. Yeah. Opportunity. Exactly. Whether it's now or later in life too, as you speak to in the elder years.
1: Yes. Money is not, um, the be all end all, of course. I mean, who wants, you know, $3 million to just sit there? Um, even in an investment, you're like, ta-da. Yeah. (laughs) I did it. I did it. Yeah. Um, you know, so it is, you know, and 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 the amount, the right amount of money is not the same for everyone. You know, right. sometimes people say, "Well, how much do I need?" And I said, "Well, that all depends." You know, let's build your lifestyle. Let's talk about um, what you want uh, in terms of, you know, do you want an RV, you know, to travel around the United States with? Do you want to have a uh, a second home? Do you do you just do you want a, a BMW or do you want a Honda? You know, it really all depends. And once you kind of get that piece, then, then you can, um, again, it goes back to the why, then, you know, you can find the right dollar amount for you. But it's it's as far as um, having this sense of um, practicality on it and knowing what you need It is what makes all the difference because it's not a one size fits all. I love that answer.
0: Oh, okay. yeah so good. Okay. So I've been asking every woman, if you had a megaphone to lead us all into the next year, what would you say?
1: Go for it. I mean, <laughs> this yeah. is a huge opportunity when, I mean, when you are faced with adversity and so many people right now are, um, it's, it brings opportunity. I mean, I'm living proof of it. How did I turn my life around going from one thing to another? It, I I want to scream to the world that people could be anyone they want to be. They can reimagine themselves. They can take risks and go after it. Um, and I think 2020 has been, I mean, January 2nd, I got into somebody T-boned me. And that's how my year started, right? So it was like, woo, okay. Yeah. Uh and you know we all get through it. Um, phone a friend if you need to. Rely on others. Um, but I would say that if you have an idea, if you've been wanting to do something but have been scared to do it, now's the time to break through. Oh, I love that! I'm so excited,
0: <laughs> Gretchen, you're incredible. Thank you for your vision and your passion and your heart and your stand, especially for women uh, Thank- to reinvent who they are um, through money. It's incredible.
1: yeah oh absolutely Elena thank you so much I am so proud of you and I love you so much and I I just think I think you are just fabulous and absolutely incredible and I'm so grateful to know you and to be a partner with you on this journey thank you you are truly my partner thank you for always having my back I love you so much always all right uh, these days i'm normally a hugger but i do air hugs okay <laughs> i love you friendly love you. yeah no i love that
0: there's always gonna be something about